the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about anything. We can talk about the market numbers today and what's moving the markets. We could talk about, I don't know, what do you, what's on your mind? There has to be something, right? Um, so let's talk market numbers. Let's talk... What happened today? Stocks rose today in large part in response to good data on the employers adding 217,000 jobs in May. Joy Global is a winner today as they're a big mining type of company, mining equipment. And industrial stocks rallied on, hey, if people have jobs, they're going to go to work. If they go to work, they're going to buy a car. If they buy a car, they're going to need, you know, steel and stuff from the ground to make that car. Gap up today, 2.4%, same store sales beat for the month of May. Rally Software plunged 29% after the company forecast revenue before low analyst expectations. Who's Rally Software? And again, that shows you the dangers sometimes of going into companies that aren't well known. So, the Dow hits a record all-time high on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. The S&P 500 hits an all-time high today. I would love for the S&P 500 to close the year at 2000, 2050, and it's already at 1947. Market likes steady state of economic improvements, and we're getting a steady state of economic improvements. Plus, yesterday we got the European Central Bank, Mario Draghi, cutting interest rates negative. I guess that was a couple days ago, but... Uh, what's interesting about that is banks basically are losing money holding it, and that really is going to incentivize them to put money in other people's hands. The entire employment market has gained back all the jobs that we lost during the recession. Now, we haven't gained back the best ones. Some states have done much better than others. States like Nevada and Arizona have struggled. States that were big into you know builders. So we've lost the building jobs still pretty aggressively. What we've gained is a lot of energy jobs um, in certain states, like Montana. Jobs are up 300%. Like, you kind of get the idea there. The S&P 500 rallied seven-tenths of a percent yesterday um, after ECB President Mario Draghi unveiled a plan to stimulate the region's economy. So we've got a market rebound. Uh, there was a sell-off in small-cap and Internet stocks um, a couple months back in April. And it's rebounded 7.2% since then. Now, there's no doubt when you start looking at the S&P 500 and the Russell 2000 that our PEs are starting to get a little bit on the high side. And that's a problem. Because in the end, we need some revenues and some revenues to create more earnings. And the revenues haven't been great. Um, Russian stocks have entered into a bull market just recently as Putin is going to meet the Ukrainian president. 
Bill, Hillary, and Chelsea Clinton raised $200 million in 10 months for their foundation's endowment, positioning the nonprofit to survive even if its cash-collecting namesakes engaged in a 2016 presidential run. With four-fifths of their $250 million target in the bank, they're also changing fundraising strategies to include small donors, a tactic that would create a list that could be politically useful. Clinton's initials, uh, initial idea here appears for foundation money were to give a million dollars more. So, um, so they've got this big endowment for charity. They're going to open up the charity funding to smaller people so they can get an email list so that they can say go vote for Hillary. It's a pretty smart idea, in my opinion. But what if Chelsea runs for president against her mother? That would be fun, right? <laughs> the secrets that come out on those debates. Um, there's a story out there that I just can't get a, a lot into. There's a gambler that was linked to Carl Icahn and Phil Mickelson. His name is William Walters. He's a Vegas gambler. He, authorities are investigating his connection with possible insider trading in 2011-2012. Um, he was at the time faced a multi-million dollar debt to the government over a soured golf course deal. Um, I can't really get into this story. To me, it's more of the criminal side, love affair story with the stock market versus how you get screwed kind of thing. Other big stories of note today, Bank of America, they're in talks to... Uh, basically resolve their the inquiries into the company. How they handled mortgages ahead of the financial crisis. They're going to provide at least $5 billion in relief to consumers as part of a proposed settlement. Prosecutors have been seeking more than $13 billion from the firm to resolve federal and state investigations into the sale of mortgage-backed securities. $13 billion would be uh, pretty close to record territory. And, you know, it, I go back to the mortgage world and I blame a lot of people. I blame myself. I blame people who got mortgages. I blame people who talked about how great real estate is, real estate agents. I, I blame mortgage lenders. Um, I blame the big banks. There's a lot of blame to be put around. And in the end, can you afford a mortgage? It should never be more than 28 to 40% of your income. 28% on the safe side, 40% on the, on the scary side. I don't believe you should ever buy, get a mortgage like a five-year arm and say, I'll refinance it in five years when it's higher. I, I, I think that's very scary. I think that is something that is spooky. And I think you can get in trouble doing that. And I think a lot of people did get in trouble doing that. People just didn't know, you know what guidelines they should put on themselves. Because of a situation like a, I don't know, 16-year-old girl dating a 30-year-old man. She doesn't know that, you know, he, his guidelines aren't her guidelines. And, like, dad would have a different guideline, right? So in parenting, you do your best to get guidelines established. When it comes to buying a house, you can be taken advantage of just like a young woman. Like, it, and it's sad and it's tragic. Um, you have to have some stand. You have to know some of the rules. So educate yourself. If you don't listen to this show, get a book like... Um, you know, The Idiot's Guide to Money, The Motley Fool's Introduction to Money, uh, Money 101, just any, well, no, send me an email and I'll send you a list of some books. Don't just go out and get any book because a lot of books that you don't know this is they're kind of like disguising 
to try to get a client. For instance, if I were to give you an example, um, there's a lot of financial people, insurance agents, who will take a, who will, who will pay for a course at Stanford, and it'll be like introduction on how to handle your money. And what it really is is a commercial. They get people in there, they teach them a couple lessons, but then they go really hard. This is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. Or, or look how complicated it is. Someone like me can help you. So be very, very cautious. And books do the same thing. Um, there's a guy that I've heard in financial media who talks about his bestseller and his strategies. And it's not a bestseller. It's Vanity Press. Um, it, it never got close to the New York Times list. But he's not going to correct himself and tell you that. Each calls in the air today. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, money, investing, and more. Again, uh, I'm here. Let's go to break. I'm Rob Black. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money investing and more. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Get your calls on the air. Not a lot going on today. You know, I'll be quite honest with you. It's the whole ECB yesterday lowering interest rates, basically monetary policy, quantitative easing, whatever you want to call it. They're in. And that's affecting the markets on a positive. One dead yesterday in a Seattle campus shooting. Um, Three others injured. Like, this is continuing? Like, do we have to continue this? The fear that that should put in you, if you have children, you know, a couple weeks ago, Santa Barbara, a couple weeks later, Seattle. Um, And it took a hero to basically stop it from getting worse. Seattle Pacific University, the shooter was reloading. And, you know, a guy comes up to him and pepper sprays the shooter. Um, You see Santa Barbara, like, just a random guy can't get a date. Decides to go on a shooting rampage. Uh, we certainly have a problem in this country, and it, it seems to be weekly now. Uh, where it used to be monthly or quarterly, it seems to be 
weekly now. Suspect the tutor. I have no clue what the story is. Um, the hero was on verge of tears when the, the police showed up. Um, so, I don't know. We continue to hear stories like this. Like, can't a kid go to college? Like, seriously, is that too much to ask for? Apparently it is, right? Anyway, let's... Um, <clears throat> the secret of getting ahead is getting started. I think Mark Twain said that. Um, Internet Explorer, back in 2008, Microsoft's browser, it roamed the web like a diplodocus. It ate everything in its path. It had over 90% of people using its browser on the Internet, the browser Explorer. Explorer can't even command a simple majority of users today. Google's Chrome browser is now the most popular with 31.8% of the market. On mobile devices, the most important area going forward, Explorer doesn't even exist. 1.8% of users use the mobile web via Explorer. So I can't say that it doesn't exist, but I've never seen it. Uh, there was a company called Netscape. Mark Andreessen ran it, and Microsoft saw it and said, you know what, we could do that and put it in our operating system. <clears throat> and you have to install yours on our operating system. And they basically killed Netscape. Um, one of the stories I did earlier in the first hour that I'd like to bring back up is Apple and the lightning jack. They filed a patent recently to have your headphones plug into your lightning jack on the iPhone. Lightning jack is the new way to charge it. Uh, thus, you could eliminate, you know, that circular little component. Um, it's good. It's interesting, right? It's a step forward. It's a smaller jack, and what could Apple do with some of that retail, uh, not retail space, but, um, you know, uh, real estate, so to speak. So ten facts this year that have everyone surprised in the market. There's been a very, very, it's been an interesting market because we've gone higher, but we've also struggled to go much higher, and we've struggled to go lower. America's trade deficit, which is goods and services combined as a percentage of output, is smaller than Japan's. Best-performing stock market is Argentina. We've had a drop of 200,000 unemployed in the periphery, but a rise in unemployment across the rest of the Eurozone. So Europe is kind of the big surprise this year. Greek government primary surplus. So Irish 10-year bond yields below uh, U.S. Treasuries. Trying to get stimulus going there again. It's been a very narrow trading range on the dollar-euro. So some of our surprises this year have come from Europe and not from the U.S. I have exposure to Europe, and I increased my exposure to Europe last year because, quite honestly, there's a way of looking at investing where you look at assets and you look at equity groups, and they don't always, you know, two or three years of underperformance creates a lot of value. Two or three of years of outperformance creates a lot of, you know, uh, high valuations. So... That's worthy of note. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 
So part of the jobs report number that came today is we've finally recovered all of the jobs lost during the recession. So, again, part of that is population growth. Part of that is immigration growth. Uh, we're still behind in total jobs, but at least this is you know, one benchmark that's been cleared of jobs lost. And it was rough. Um, when you look at percent of jobs lost in post-World War II recessions, this is the biggest one. Um, you know, 1948 was a big recession that, that we had a lot of jobs lost. 1957 was a big one. So 2001, barely anything. And we had a mini little recession there. It was a fast one. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about trying to prove that to you right now as I'm bouncing from odd topic to odd topic. Um, World Cup starts in about seven to ten days. Uh, just right around, around the quarter, seven days. That should be a show to see how well it's pulled off because it seems like Brazil as a country just... You know how everyone wants to invest in the BRICS, Brazil, Russia, and China? Brazil has super high inflation and the, the people there have just a, a darn time making ends meet. And things like busing and education, much, much more important, it seems, to the people than the World Cup and the Olympics. But for better or for worse, this is what's going on, and uh, it's going to be interesting if it can be pulled off. A couple weeks from now, we're, not a couple weeks, we can't say that, but California is wooing Tesla aggressively to do that gigafactory in our state, not New Jersey. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at robblack.com. Big event coming up in Palo Alto at the Elks Club, June 19th. Sign up for it at robblack.com. Financial money, investing, and more. Improving job strength in the U.S., the new normal? Yeah, I think so. Um, bank fines soar. The U.S. is threatening $16 billion on a BNP parabolous banking penalty on kind of money laundering. Apple splits its stock on Monday. Stay after the close, but who's counting? Let's see how old Apple's doing on that news today. The record I have shares of Apple. I do disclose that from time to time, and sometimes I do forget, but I always try to. I'm trading up a buck today, not very much. T-Mobile, um, merging with Sprint, looks like their CEO will be the T-Mobile CEO, who's been pretty bold. Uh, John O'Gare He's known for wearing company-branded shirts, taunting his competitors on Twitter. He's likely to run the combined company. He's being favored over Dan Hesse, who's 60 years old. Um, negotiator... Negotiators are hammering out the finer points of an agreement. The gears can increasingly be responsible for the prospects of a larger company. So we got that kind of going on. Other stories of note today. It's a tough one. It feels like it's a, how shall we say this, a beach, a beach, uh, um, week, summer weekend. Like, seems like people may be gone or on vacation a lot. Um, 
reactions to payroll data, solid all around. There's no doubt about that. Some movers and shakers today. Um, Hertz Global had a pretty rough day. Part of that is, ref- uh, is restating their financial records from 2011 to 2013. They've determined at least one material weakness exists in Hertz's internal control over financial reporting disclosures. Diamond Foods, which is a nuts and snacks company, they're down 11%. Their loss widened. Peabody Energy was downgraded to neutral from buy. Autodesk, big winner today, up 2%, almost 3%. Price target was raised higher. There's a lot more paths to long-term growth than any firm that uh, this analyst that can accord is following. Whole Foods moving higher. They got a lift after privately held public supermarkets said they may be interested in buying the high-end grocery chain. That doesn't sound right. Publix buying Whole Foods? I don't see that happening. Vodafone is attracting attention after the mobile telecommunications company said it's allowing governments in many countries to tap its phones. Um, that revelation does not affect the stock price, which is, I, I don't know, maybe it shouldn't. UPS, they've named a new COO, or the CEO is going to become the CEO. He's going to replace Scott Davis. David Abney is going to replace Scott Davis in September, so a couple months out for that transition. You tend not to like to hear CEOs get fired. You tend to like to hear kind of a process there. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. And again, we're in record territory. We're not always going to be in record territory. I'm not going to say enjoy it while you got it, but it's nice. SP 500 is up 7 since 1947. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 63, sitting at 16,899. Both of those records. NASDAQ up 20 at 43.16. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Let's talk about paying off debt in order to get that loan done. Uh, what would stop a loan from getting approved with debt? A high debt ratio. Okay. Uh, Dodd-Frank uh, implemented qualified mortgage rules. Lenders are, are sticking to it. Um, you know, there are ways to go over it with better credit, better equity, but for the most part, 43% is what they call the back-end ratio. That's all of your debt combined with the new mortgage payment with your taxes and insurance. So uh, credit card debt, car payment debt, student loan debt, any debt that you have adds to that ratio on a monthly basis. And uh, there are lenders now that will allow you to pay off that debt, part of a refinance, in order to qualify for a loan. So, for example... Let's say you have a 50% ratio with all of your debt. You have a $20,000 credit card with a $500 payment on a monthly basis, and you have you know, 25% equity in your home. Well, you could simply refinance. Sometimes you might get a higher rate, hopefully keep the same or lower, and you can get a double benefit here. But for dollar for dollar, that $20,000 is usually $1 for every $3. So it's 60-something percent lower in payment. Yeah, you might have to pay interest over a period of time, but it allows you to save money and manage that debt and, and get that refinance done. This also works where, um, you know, with, with auto loans as well. Okay. I've seen people, I haven't seen anybody do student loans. That would be actually crazy. In some, most cases, that, that payment is incredibly low compared to the, the debt balance. Some of them are. Some student debt, you know, if you're not. I have seen them creep up recently, yeah. uh, but I still wouldn't, uh, I just don't, I just don't. I feel really uncomfortable unless you're talking to a CFP or a CPA, and that guy's calling me and saying, "Hey, this is what we're doing. I've authorized you, you know, this this borrower to do this type of transaction." Um, you know, this brings up a good point. You know, there's a lot of people that are doing transactions 
and they still do transactions over the last few years after you know getting a huge scare of you know and a reality check and how risky mortgages can be. They're still making transactions without the advice of uh, you know their their circle of trust. You know those those people that the CPAs the CFPs that, that should be you know guiding them through this. Okay. And, and I know you agree with this. Is, you know that people make some strange money decisions. I saw a guy write off his kid's college tuition on his tax returns. <laughs> you know, it's like we had to wait another year just to get him done because it took away from his income. So people do crazy things. The real estate process is crazy in the first place. And don't complicate it by making, like, they're going to check your taxes now. Yep. Like, make sure you have a PDF copy of them. Um, otherwise, you're going to be, you know, Xerox and your your brains out. So that's one of the things I love about having an accountant is, you know, he, he CPA he just does the you know PDF and it's always there and it's nice. It's, yeah. um, a lot of self-employed people need to be with, especially if you're doing a transaction in two years, within two years to go go to their CPA and say, um, and their loan agent and have them work together and say, what do I need to qualify for? Because you don't use your gross income on on self-employed, you use your net income. Back in the day of liar loans. Did you still have to do um, tax returns? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Okay. It was it was you basically said I work in this industry, okay. and then they the you'd state an income, and then they would they had a website that they would go to that said okay this type of industry to say I'm a you know I'm a plumber for I'm a master plumber or master electrician how much does that make in this zip code where you live and it'll it'll set up a dollar amount. And a scale, a little chart, and if you fall within a certain variance, you get the that you allow that income. It's crazy. Liar loans were crazy. One of the, you know, frustrating situations arise. I refinanced the office building that I own, and they wanted to do an appraisal. And what do you think an appraisal would cost? I, I know how much the appraisal costs for a commercial property. So okay. it's probably over a thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. Yeah. And it, it's tough because the comparables in that area, nothing sells. It's right next to a courthouse. So once someone buys it, they typically keep it forever. So there's no comparables, and that's why they're jacking up their appraisal fee on it. Um, so they were literally going to do like a, a really personal detailed. Yeah, that's, that's something that we talked about, appraisals and overvalue and, and so on. And, you know, comparables is a big issue right now with low inventory. Um, and that's another reason why people have to be concerned about you know, that appraisal. Yeah, thinking about that, you know, the home that I own, it would have tough comparables because it's, it's such a unique street. So you go one mile, yep. half a mile, half a mile away, and it ain't the same. It ain't the same community. I, I, I heard a realtor say that they said, "Well, you're going to pay forty thousand dollars more than the appraised value." He says, "But they, but the, the realtor says, but your house now became a comp." <laughs> That's Tony Mendez. You need a loan, you need a refi, you can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Um, Again, some days are better than others as far as stories go, and I kind of apologize for that. Um, Go with it. Know that there's four or five things that you really need to focus in on as an investor to succeed. And... uh, some of them are pretty simple. There's a good website out there called Kiplinger. And when you go to Kiplinger's, it's a finance magazine. Uh, what you're going to instantly know about it is that it's got a lot of zones in it. And what I mean by a lot of zones, um, zones on debt, zones on credit, 
zone on personal finance, housing, cars, college, insurance. And these are all things that, again, freak you out. We're probably not taught most of those until maybe a, a kind of a couple minutes in high school. Nothing in college unless you sign up for a class. Um, I think personal finance should be taught on the school level. Um, and not necessarily are they. We keep hearing about college grad debt. How much do you earn for your bachelor's degree? You typically, with a bachelor's degree, get $50,000, $281 job. Again, this is across the United States. For a more advanced degree, your salary is going to be $73,100. There's a lot of jobs totally worth getting into, like accounting and math, human resources, information systems. Uh, they're not all engineering. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. Jimmy, now, old friend. You feel the cold wind howling down, blowing my soul. Hey, I'm I'm not black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Personal finance is what the show's all about, and that means things like getting invested looking into retirement. There's a sunny side to working in retirement is that you don't draw down your funds as fast and you know, you're able to live off paychecks within reason. Um, it's worthy of throwing it out there. Again, I want you to constantly think of everything that you can as personal finance. Movie tickets are expensive. Can you wait for it to come out on DVD? It's been a flurry of articles on exchange traded funds recently, and BlackRock is a big financial group, and they think that leveraged funds could blow up the industry, even though they have microscopic assets. They thrive on leverage. There is no evidence of their systemic risk, but the leverage that they do, they try to double or triple the market returns, and the problem is, is it's inside the fund, is the leverage of the derivatives are really nuanced for the short term. Um, I would stay away from that kind of risk. It's not it's expensive, and the funds have never really returned what they said they'd return two to three times because it's for the short term beating the markets, not for the long term. So it's meant more for trades. If the market is down 40 50%, just having a rough year, and you think it's going to turn around in the next month or two, you might be able to pull off something nice. But I'm more with BlackRock on that one than anybody else. Um, this week, the two good things happened, and it gives us, again, a reprieve from a market correction. doesn't mean a market correction won't happen. It just cuts down the odds significantly. Mario Draghi is fighting deflation with banks, not with bonds. Uh, a lot of people really like him as an ECB uh, president. With, is he better than Jean-Claude Von? Uh, what was his last name? Jean, Jean, now I'm forgetting. Um, it's just got that Friday brain, so got to work on that. Um, stock market looks smart, smarter than the bond market right now. 
Oh, the two things that happened this week was the ECB fighting deflation and lowering the cost of money to banks to negative, which has never happened in a big country. It's happened in Sweden and one other, uh, but a tiny countries comparatively. So stock market is acting a little bit smarter right now than the bear market, the bond market. And conventional wisdom, at least in the bond market, is that it's always smarter than the stock market when it comes to reading the tea leaves and where the economy is going. Right now, the bond market is, you know, it's went from about almost 3% on the 10-year treasury down to 2.5, saying there's some bad stuff happening. And maybe that was winter. Maybe it was, you know, a cold winter where a lot of things closed. Maybe it was something different. Maybe something bigger and badder. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> That's the problem is the jobs numbers keep improving ever so slightly. Now, again, maybe the 10-year treasury is telling us something a little bit more about Europe. SP 500 is up 7, the Dow is up 66, and NASDAQ up 22. I was looking at Apple's valuation yesterday. And I'm not concerned. It's got a market valuation that's comparable to the S&P 500. I think a lot of us would say, well, you've got to throw in some extra value for how much cash they generate. And Apple's a tr- problem because I own shares. And, you know, shares are up 20% in the past three months. Um, there's conventional wisdom that, you know, it trades on a valuation, right? Um Today we came out with and saw a little bit more evidence potentially that um, a watch is coming and maybe priced as low as $200 or the bottom line, bottom end at $200. I wanted it to be super expensive because I wanted it to be super cool. So scares me a little bit, but there's reports, two reports out of Asia today that we're going to get a, a watch in September. One report out of Asia, one report out of an analyst. Maybe they're tied. Maybe they're wrong. Maybe as Apple tests the product in the next couple of weeks, maybe it stinks and they say, you know what, we're going to wait on this one. Um, because Samsung, I think, have done themselves some damage. Their first two watches, not, not that good as far as reviews go. The second one better than the first, for sure. But the first should never have been released. <clears throat> so Apple, if they come up with a big phone and they come out with a, a nice watch, it could have a good year the rest of the year, but it's still at a valuation. Like, you're starting to go, oh, I could justify a 20 valuation. I can't justify a 25 on PE. It won't be able to grow their earnings that fast for very long. Uh, because after the watch, we're going to say, what's next? The TV? We've talked about the TV in the last three years. We didn't get it. <clears throat> um, so there's that. So, I don't know. Um, Apple's going to split six for one starting on Monday, um, seven for one. So there's no difference in the stock. Could it run up? Sure. Apple shares have rallied more in the uh, 21% in the last couple of weeks, adding $105 billion in market cap. They've basically in the last couple of weeks, six weeks, had a whole McDonald's. McDonald's has a $105 billion market cap. So, short-term spike with the stock split? Sure. There's no doubt about it. Um, but as the stock hits 700, and if it gets higher than that, if it, you know, the valuation will come into play. And the trend where it's spiking will come into play. Um, if you take a chart look at Apple for the last five or six years, 
Draw a line from the bottom in 2008 to the bottom in 2013 and see where that straight line goes. And that's where support will be in the future. But it's not set in stone. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Big event coming up in Palo Alto on the 19th. Get ready for it right now. Sign up at robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.